Hello and welcome to another episode of Kohler Commentary. Today <laughs> I have smiles all across my face because I'm joined by one of my bestest friends, Stephanie Kim, and her dear, dear husband, Hanor. 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 Hello. Hello. Happy to be here. Welcome. Welcome. Are you happy too? I'm ecstatic. <laughs> great, great. How we're connected, Steph and I met at the first party I've ever been to, right before college started. <laughs> and um, we connected over being PR majors at UT. Yep. I still remember after that, we like had our first one-on-one lunch, and I just dumped my heart and soul to her because I was going through a sad little breakup. And later I found out she was like, wow, Angie, you just like go deep real quick, you know? And you know what now? It's the Enneagram. <laughs> <laughs> and Full then circle. I knew Hannah in um, high school, mm-hmm. in a sense. Mm-hmm. Hung out once with him for other reasons. Well, that's all you way back then. <laughs> One and done. <laughs> and then years later, reconnected because he found his better half in my better half. <laughs> and that's when all the trouble started. So, welcome, welcome, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Glad to be here. Are you? (laughs) Okay, so let's get to the point. They, in a very healthy season, which means they have booked their calendar very tight. So we have no time to spare. Give us a brief overview of your dating life. When did you guys, oh my gosh, she's, ooh, he's, oh my, yeah. It's a a very unique meet cute. Yeah, Yeah, it is. You want me to say it? So um, we met technically through his, younger sister and she was my friend in college we were in the same class together and then she introduced us or kind of like talked about the other to the other person if that makes sense like talked about me to him talked about him to me um and then all that to say we ended up being on the same flight to korea that summer and you and i were there <laughs> that same summer yeah. and Always so choing. <laughs> we we met literally at the airport lounge of korean air and obviously it was not love at first sight <laughs> obviously why <laughs> Yeah, why is that obvious, Hunter? What did I look like? You know, those people who are very comfortable when they get on a plane? <laughs> that was stuff. She had pimple cream on, sweatshirt, sweatpants, flip-flops. Oily she hair. was not, yeah, she was not. So daily marriage. <laughs> yeah, it was foreshadowing. I should have caught on earlier. Yes, but that's how we met. We were friends in Korea. Uh, we were friends, like I think, throughout the school year too, and then started dating a year later. So why? Kind of, like, talk. Why, why did it take so long? Because Steph was abroad in China that summer. I was going to school in New Jersey, and so we were just keeping in touch. Some would say I was flirting with her. <laughs> um, that's what Steph says. I was just, I was just conversing. And no, then, he was very flirty, and G, you know his style. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not not personally. I've, I just know the style. But you know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. she came back after her study abroad uh, to Austin, and we decided just to meet up, and that took about a year. <laughs> It took a long ass time, okay? He did not like it. Took, I didn't even know if he liked me. It, like, kind uh-huh. of, I kind of forced him to tell me. I remember that. Yes. <laughs> I like cornered him without knowing I was cornering him. But then, yeah, all, all that to say, we started dating a year after that. 
And what what was it about each other? Maybe one thing pre-marriage that attracted you to each other that wanted you to date. Mm. Well, I thought I thought she was very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I, after the pimple cream, yeah, or after the, the pimple cream, <laughs> and then she was also had a great personality. Still, still does, but um, her personality was very bright, very engaging. You know, you can just tell someone's really nice and mm. um, like that's their true self. That's what you know. I I got a I got a quick glimpse of that when I first met her, and yeah, so that's what attracted me. Mm. And why did you corner him? Why did you want to know so badly if he liked you? Well, I didn't mean to find out. I was just annoyed <laughs> that he was so flirty with me because uh. I had heard the grapevine like. He like talks to a lot of girls. <laughs> like he's just like kind of problematic in that area. Okay, the so grapevine is NG. NG is the grapevine. No, that's no, not true. You no, know that's not true. I only knew, knew one girl in high school. I don't really. I didn't know exactly. you. Exactly, it was my. We was lost. Some, yeah, you we were I met, a one and done friendship. How could I know more? <laughs> someone I met like actually in my study abroad. Yeah, my, yeah, remember? yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, she was yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, I, I can't." I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Wild yeah. story. That's yeah. Anyway, yeah. I heard through many different grapevines vines mm-hmm. um so when he was being very flirty <laughs> with me i was like i think i was kind of like offended i was like you i'm not just some girl you can just like f- like i thought we were friends you know mm-hmm. and he's trying to like i guess include me in his little list of girls he's gonna flirt with <laughs> i don't know and then i i think i asked him like oh well like you know you shouldn't talk to so many girls and he was like he, i think he was very taken aback i was like you like that's not okay and then he was like well something something tried to film so well i was like how many girls are you talking to and he was like well i'm talking to two and then he was like well how many guys are you talking to to me i was like well i'm talking to zero and he was like oh he's like i guess i'm just talking to one <laughs> literally that's how he told me wait so he was talking to two girls wait i guess so he told me two <laughs> and then i said zero and then he said never mind at one <laughs> so i was one of the two girls so that sounds a little problematic. What made you want to say yes to further relationship? Um, I mine are very <laughs> superficial reasons. Okay, first of all, I will say, like I mentioned, I was close to his younger sister, and I like had a really good impression of her. Mm-hmm. First of all, and I know that she was like fairly close to him. Like she really liked her brother, so there was a sense of like. I really like her and like I can only imagine like how much of that and like their family culture like bleeds to him. That was like already like a good sign. The second thing was um, he was really funny. Like his mm. humor. I think a lot of people who know Hunter like cannot deny he's a funny guy. So mm. I will say like that was very attractive. And then um, he's tall. Mm. Oh, and I hadn't <laughs> dated a jock yet, but he's a jock, oh, you know? That's right. So you I was very like intrigued by that. Artist. Yes. Oh. I dated more of like the artiste guys. I dated like like a gangster kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> but like Hunter was my first like preppy like jock boy. <laughs> so it was very new and interesting oh. for me. All right. So, you know, we could have a whole nother podcast session on your dating life. So that's where we'll end there. Um, but if you could describe marriage three years ago in three words each, what would they be? Three years ago? Three years ago, three words. Mm-hmm. So I would say blind, emotional, and clueless. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah similar. Mm, naive. Um yeah, I I thought I literally thought of like naive and immature, but I did think of like very like giddy. Okay. You know, we were very that's in love. Still, that's still in yeah, there, like yeah. immature, giddy, but naive. Yeah. And you guys have been married for four years. Four. Yeah. And then what about today? What does marriage look like today? Grounded. 
Still emotional, but I would, and then I would say like partnership. Oh, I love those words. Mm. We've come a long way in four <laughs> years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Three words for now. Yeah, I would. I would actually say healthy as one of the words. Um, I like grounded. That's a good word. And we're gonna have Steph go in the future yeah. first. <laughs> I know. I just keep trying to like use his words. Um, healthy laughing because we laugh a lot nowadays. <laughs> so from there was giddy a season where we laughter. didn't, mm-hmm, you know, right. where we didn't laugh for a few months there, um, maybe longer. Um, so a lot of laughing, healthy, and <laughs> oh, um, open. Is that the one he just whispered into your ear? (laughs) I thought on my own. Like, we're very open, which I think we weren't before. We were a lot more calculative. With each other. Yes. Open with each other. Open to go to concerts on a whim. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. Living the life. Yeah, that too. What word did he just whisper to you? Uh, communication. Oh, great. And in a gay. All right. So I love that you guys shared that. And you guys seem to be on the same page as well about the Mm. words that have, uh, transitioned over time and so the topic that we're going to be starting with in my new enneagram series is the paths the growth path the stress path what we might look like in different seasons of our life and so i know that there can be many things we can pull from but for this time i wanted to talk to you guys about the earlier years of marriage um what might have led to some of the words that you guys shared and then how through the growth you guys have experienced both separately and together is where you are today okay Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what did you think your enneagrams were? First of all, so I thought mine was a nine. Yeah, <laughs> mine was a nine. Um, so Steph and I, <clears throat> my younger, for this, by yeah, the my way. younger sister had told us about enneagrams maybe youngest. three years. My youngest, not the one that introduced us, but the youngest one. Uh, introduced us to Enneagram about three years ago. And then so we took a paid one through like the Enneagram Institute. Mm-hmm. And at that time, which was around the beginning of our marriage, oh, okay. it said that mine was majority nine. And then a close second was uh, Enneagram three. Well, can I be really honest with mm-hmm. you, Angie? So like he said, we took the paid test, right? And I got a lot of like even top results. Like my scores didn't have a first one. I think it was like, two and seven were high but then like Mm -hmm. one point below it was like i don't i honestly don't remember it was like four different numbers that were pretty close and i remember feeling like none of them resonated Mm -hmm. to be honest with you Mm -hmm. like i read all the descriptions and i i kind of resonated with all of them and none of them at the same time which Mm -hmm. is why like talking to you was life-changing for me because (laughs) i was like i don't think enneagram is for everybody like i was like i don't see like i don't get it yeah until i sat down with you mm-hmm. and i was like whoa okay mm-hmm. it helped me a lot yeah oh thank you for that little yeah. little plug promo <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so when i you know getting really passionate about the enneagram and they visited about in november of mm-hmm. last year definitely wanted to have those conversations and so i was excited to hang out with you guys and you guys pulled up the test then mm-hmm. and you had the nine hundred, and i was like I don't think you're a nine though. And then, so when I looked through your um, results and like you said, three was a close second. I was like, you're so obviously a three though, but you know, like don't want to push it on people. And so we went through it and it's, it was just like aha for him 
that I don't want to speak for you, but like you had been a nine because a nine is in the path of a three. So basically an Enneagram three, when they are in stress or seasons of unhealth, they might look like an Enneagram nine in a lot of characteristics. And so when we went through it together, it was like, oh my goodness, yes. But now that you are in this healthy place, you see yourself more in your original design of the three. So um, can I have you speak on that <laughs> first and what that yeah. kind of looked like? Because you had already done a lot of work before mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. this was just kind of a way to culminize. Is that a word? Culminize, no. Uh, <laughs> it's not. To culminate is a word. Um, Colonize and culminate together. Yeah. So, yeah, to Inji's point, I thought, I thought it was very eye-opening that she said, she told me that I'm an obvious three. And I didn't understand why. But as she was going through the char- characteristics of a three, I realized that I had a lot of flashbacks because I was taking a break for about 10 months um, from working. Mm -hmm. Um, Was very burnt out, mental health was not good, had negative effects on relationships, especially with Steph, my wife, and friends and family. And so at the time I was talking to a psychiatrist and he had asked me, when's the last time you were happy for a week, like just consistently? And I'm 32. Back then I was 31 and I told him the last time I remember that was probably in high school. Mm. So that was um, 13 years ago, 14 years ago, where I remember just being like in a good mood, feeling positive, like happy every day. Um, And having that realization and then Inji bringing up to me about now that I was in a better, like, you know, fast forward eight, nine months. And Inji telling me I'm a three, looking at the characteristics those characteristics of a three were very much how I felt like when I was in high school. Mm. And so I think that helped me really connect the dots on, oh, like, yeah, that was who I really am as a person and who I recognize myself with a lot more. And so, um, you know, I, I looked at Inji and I was like, yeah, I think you're right. Love to hear that. <laughs> no, Inji, yeah. that's the story I've been telling everybody. I'm like, it's so freaky because you were like, I think I feel like you're a three. And then you're like, but you know, you might not be. And then you're like, and sometimes when threes are unhealthy, they can test as nines. Mm-hmm. And then when Hunter did realize, like he he resonates so much yeah. with the three, it, like it kind of freaked us out because he tested as a nine. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. Yeah, because because when nines are healthy, they can look like a three. So I understand why. You know, I don't want to like assume right away, but you know, that's where we go back to our cores. And when you can remember in childhood, right, that's when those things are developing. So, um, just a side note: as type threes move towards unhealthy in a nine they can look more like shutting down numbing out doing busy work just to look like they're not being lazy Um, even if you're not able to focus they might be more withdrawing and could become depressed um, losing interest in accomplishing and they tend to resist others and want to be left alone which is hard because for threes they love kind of like not this doesn't mean they're all extroverted but they do love that like attention not like attention in a selfish way but that's their natural way of Um, walking out right and so what can you share if you resonate with any of these if this looked like you at all maybe even if the wife is looking so accurate yeah i think for three i and again this is just the closest reference point for me was 13 years ago in high school yeah and so i was just like thinking back and i really liked attention Mm. and i think both 
I mean, obviously like good attention is better. And I think I really thrived off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, I don't know if that's necessarily, you know, a good thing to strive only for, right. for attention from others or seek uh, affirmation from others. But regardless, I knew that like at, at my core, that was what really drove me a lot. And I felt like since then I wasn't getting a lot and then I wasn't kind of caught in a cycle of, I don't think people really like me or mm. I don't think I don't like how I'm viewed or how I'm projecting myself. Mm. And then I turned into a cycle of closing off, being less connected to people, wanting to hang out, wanting to talk about just life. Like it would be very short um, surface level conversations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, up until I quit. And I think the big thing for me was just forcing myself to open up and mm. realizing that People like me for who I am, not for the image that I try and project. Mm. And me just opening up about being burnt out, quitting. You know, I, I had a good job at a big tech company and like just just quit. And I think I was worried about what people would think about me. And I think was worried about what the stigma around like mental health would be. But after telling people and people being so supportive and almost like jealous that mm-hmm. I was able to do that. It all, it kind of, you know, gave me that motivation to like speak more openly and connect. And I think that, you know, sent me in a, in a more of a positive cycle. Hmm. How did you respond Steph, as you were realizing some of the things he was opening up to? Like, you mean once he quit and mm-hmm. it was like getting better? Mm-hmm. Um, I was shocked. Like I knew it would be good to quit. Obviously who doesn't love quitting or like not working and, you know, having some free time, but like seeing <laughs> <laughs> me, <laughs> sorry, that's a whole other podcast episode. Um, but yeah, he, he was like so happy and like wanting to see people. And then I really thought, um, cause for a long time he didn't want to tell people he was having a h- tough time. Right. So like, and it was like, even to me, he'd be like, don't, don't tell people. And I'm, I'm going to respect that. You know, I'm not going to, um, like invade his privacy in that way. So whenever like he was like telling people very openly that Mm. he was, you know, struggling mental health wise and he like was having a hard time and you know, like all these things. And so openly communicating that with like his friends and family, like, yeah, I was very like touched. And even, even that in itself was progress. So I was like really proud of him and like very happy. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, how I was feeling. I mean, I was still working at the time, so I was, <laughs> I wasn't a hundred percent happy. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be, we'll be, getting, we'll be transitioning to that part. But, but I yeah. was still very happy for him. Yeah. Right. And proud of him. Yeah. So then to close up that part of it though, Hunter, like as a man, an Asian American man and the oldest or like Chang Sun type of stuff, right. Within your family, you don't have to go too deep into it, but as you were being open about mental health, can you share any like, revelations or even trends or insights you might feel like why it is a lot harder even for men to even acknowledge the blind spots of emotions or things that maybe sometimes women can be more like uh, open to so there are a couple of kind of key moments i Mm -hmm. think in the last couple years that really helped open my eyes but i I would start off by saying that maybe i mean maybe this is general overgeneralization for for men especially korean american men but mm. i feel like we tend to be a bit more prideful mm. and so we don't realize that we have blind spots mm-hmm. and until you kind of have like an aha moment however that is and for me it came about in two ways the first one was 
we were on a ski trip right before COVID and one of our friends had flown in from New York and we're just kind of having guy talk and he was telling me about this book he was reading from a French psychiatrist that talked about toxic masculinity Mm. and it resonated a lot with me because it um, really focused a lot on how men perceive themselves Mm -hmm. and also how they feel like others perceive them and how you get into a cycle of toxicity Mm -hmm. and that resonated with me because i I was starting to get like kind of an inkling of like oh is that me Mm -hmm. um is that how i act Uh, and asking myself those questions and then once covid started my dad had gotten diagnosed with a bone Mm -hmm. marrow cancer Mm -hmm. um and so we had flown back home to stay with family and kind of and i helped him with treatment and we i was able to get a lot of time with him and just kind of connect and he was having a hard time just as a male Mm -hmm. older male korean um, person in in America because he just felt like he couldn't tell people and communicate how he was feeling where he didn't have friends to just like he had friends but he just almost couldn't make himself open up to them right and um, his perception of how people might view him etc cetera, etc cetera, the burdens he might be causing other people right. was I almost saw that in myself a bit Mm -hmm. and i think that really scared me because i was like oh if my dad's like this then i'm his son like i will probably have a lot of these tendencies too just from you know my upbringing with him and so i think those are the two moments where i kind of had that aha moment of like oh i need to be a bit more introspective Mm -hmm. and not let myself get there because one thing i was telling steph is like i'm really scared like we've been married four years and all of our family asks us when we're going to have kids. Mm. And that's not so much an issue, but I think the issue I was having before I quit was that if we have kids and I'm not better, then I might mm. turn out like my dad. Mm. And I just never have got a chance to um, like reset or mm. try and better myself. Cause I'm just going to be too busy. I'm going to be too busy with work. Right. going to be too busy raising a kid. Um, so I think that's what really pushed me to quit along with Steph's support. And yeah, it, it happened really fast, but I think... In the last couple of years, like those are coming kind of the key moments for me. Yeah, you achiever, you happened really fast. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, but all that to say, he's not my dad, so I don't want to speak for him. But like, I still think he's like still like such a kind, loving, like amazing human. Right. You know what I mean? It's just that he didn't have the opportunity to work on his like mental health Mm -hmm. you know like that's hard (laughs) and i think even given the opportunity a lot of our older generation would still turn it Mm -hmm. down just Mm -hmm. because that's not how they were even shown that that's a possibility so that is kind of like the cycle breaking that we get to charge on our own yeah for sure that's amazing thank you for sharing thank you (laughs) oh so funny you guys (laughs) um okay so last thing is now you are in health or in growth right i think um hopefully and, and so you've entered therapy you've done a lot of work and not just like i remember one of those testing factors was going to be once you start work again because your sugar mama not going to let you <laughs> play forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember that's kind of when we reconnected with all of this is because you wanted to make sure you had those things in place so you don't fall back when it can get more pressuring as a male professional like providing. So what has this season looked like right now? Do you see yourself still in that growth? Like where do you see traits of when you can go back and how do you have certain things in place to stop you from going into such a place of unhealth? I started a new job in December. It's May right now. So I've been there for about five, six months. And overall, I would say I still feel healthy. Mm. I I would caveat that by saying 
I don't feel as healthy as I was when I wasn't working, mm-hmm. but that also <laughs> I don't think was my expectation. Right, right. Um, I knew it was going to be an up and down, but as long as it's still progressing yeah. and I'm still growing as a person, I think that was, you know, my goal. And the biggest thing that I think has helped me was still like this partnership with Steph, which is like why I used that word earlier, mm-hmm. because I think that has really solidified myself as I realize the person as an Enneagram three, I really care about what people think about me. Right. But at the end of the day, the person that matters most to me is how, what Steph thinks about me. Mm. And so <laughs> having that partnership and being open with her and yeah, that, like that's what I care most about. And so the thing I keep leaning back is like, if I'm having a bad day at work where I'm having a hard time in the past, I wouldn't tell Steph, mm. but now I'm trying to be more open to, about it and being proactive and telling her like at a good day, at a bad day, this is why. And she's also given me affirmation by telling me that she's really proud of me for telling her. It makes her feel loved that I'm sharing them, you know, mm. that with her. Oh, the threes need that. Yeah, I need that. I need that. <laughs> and so, and so, I think that's been really helpful. It's it's definitely a, it's like work in progress. Yeah. Um, I need to set up my next session with Unji yeah. and just just do another check in. Uh-huh. But overall, you know, we're moving up into the right. So that's yeah. That's good. And when threes are in health, they move towards type six, and they allow themselves to be more vulnerable. And so there, I mean, there's a lot of other things with that. But you're really touching upon the ability to do that, since rather than focusing on the image you portray, actually being authentic is what people want because you are love for you. Fortunately, that also is an image people like about you. So you know, it goes like hand in hand. But mm-hmm. thanks for reminding me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want to say anything? Um, sure. Yeah. So like while I was listening to him saying that, just like a funny anecdote is pre like Hunter getting better and like his mental health getting better for at his old job or jobs. I literally I kind of knew his position, like what role he was doing. Mm-hmm. I like kind of knew of his team size and like generally knew like the gender of his manager, <laughs> like, oh, it's a woman or it's a man. Like I was pretty much it like I like and so I would look at like the other couples around me where I would see the husband tell their wife like oh yeah John you know oh my gosh he was so mad today like something happened Mm. and you know and I would look at that and think wow I I don't even know my husband's coworkers' names or how many there are or like what the team even looks like or what kind of days they have Mm. and so literally I was like in the dark and even when he would have bad days or good days I would have no idea that was Mm. like that was like years of that the first few years of our marriage and um, and he would on like go on business trips like I would ask how the trip went like not much like not much details there like he would post a lot of photos and tell me like funny anecdotes here and there and now it's like night and day like I literally know if he has a bad day he'll be like oh my gosh yeah I just had this meeting and like it was a really bad call because like I didn't feel prepared or um like oh yeah I like talked to my manager today it was really good he gave me he gave me like this this feedback like this is a new husband does that make sense like yeah. I, like this is new for me too like he's never done this been this open right. to tell me about like his day daily in and out just mm-hmm. how he's feeling or how it, w- it went mm-hmm. um so I was like yeah of course like I want to give him affirmation and like I feel so loved like I feel like he yeah. is like including me in his life before I was just like someone that's outside of his life yeah. but like I'm his wife and I'm there you know right, right, right. so that's that's been like awesome 
personally. Yeah. 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 The blind spot packet <laughs> says expresses anxieties, complaints, and frustrations you might not typically reveal. And sometimes that can get dangerous, right? If it's only that. But if that's balanced with other things, like you're you're treating stuff like your true blind spot, right? The person mm-hmm. you're most secure with. And so and the fact that you love to receive that and you get to experience that, which is something you've been yeah. curious. Like what do you do? Exactly. <laughs> I remember when we were in Seattle. <laughs> I was like, Steph, what does he do right now? I was like, let me tell you. I was like, if I could tell you, I really, I really would. I was like, I don't Um, know. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, BetterHelp, the sponsor of this episode, is here for you. BetterHelp offers a broad range of over 20,000 licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Plus, you can get 10% off your first month with my code, betterhelp.com slash Kohler. With BetterHelp, you can talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience, and all you have to do is fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs before getting matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions, plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. As a mom constantly working around Jaden's toddler schedule, having my weekly therapy online has been a complete game changer and a huge reason why I have made big steps to better my mental health for myself and for my family. You can also request a new therapist anytime at no additional charge. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Don't forget to use my code to get that 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Kohler. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash Kohler. Okay, so let's transition to you, mm-hmm. Steph, a.k.a. Trustini. <laughs> yes, Trustini. <laughs> Trustini. Um, so before we get into all of that and how awesome of that season you're in right now, um, mm-hmm. you were also trying to be supportive and doing that as best you could but Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you were healthy either correct what were you dealing with on a personal level in the last few years yeah i think it was really hard and that doesn't discount how hard of a season it was for hunter too Right, right? right but it was hard for me too because he was having a hard time. So I don't know what marriage is supposed to look like. I, this is my first marriage. <laughs> like, I don't know. And we're still new. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, for like the first probably year or so, like I didn't even know Hunter was unhealthy. Mm-hmm. I just thought he was like a really emotional, like irritable guy. It was like, mm-hmm. dang. And like, I knew he had his dark sides and I just thought, but then he would also have his like great sides. So mm-hmm. I was just like, okay. And then I think the only, the time where I was like, something is seriously wrong was like, yeah, when he wasn't getting out of bed like Mm. i mean even like him not telling me about his work that's maybe if for some wives would be like okay something's wrong right Right. but i didn't know i was just like maybe husbands don't tell their wives like i would see some that do but then i just figured maybe some don't it got to the point where he wasn't getting out of bed Mm. and i was like okay there's no way this is normal. Like there's bad stuff that happens, but like this is like something's wrong. Um, So that's when like he and I kind of sat down when that had been going on maybe for a few months by that point where I like, I actually, he didn't even bring it up. I think he was too ashamed to even come up to me and be like, I need a mental health break or I needed like, he didn't say anything. He just like would just be in his hole. Um, So I kind of like brought him out and was like, okay, I think, I think you need to quit. 
and mm. I just think you need to like some a few months like work on yourself like because something's wrong <laughs> like right. something is terribly wrong here and so I thought he would kind of fight me on it but he was very like I think you're right like I don't I think that was like the first time he felt very like helped maybe like someone reaching out to him in that sense and um so we decided he would quit and I actually thought too like with him quitting it would all be like great and then he would find a job but I didn't realize like subconsciously like I was it was hard for me like mm-hmm. even though he was getting better and he was happy he was working on the mental health he's getting therapy like all this stuff he was resting like but like watching him rest <laughs> while I'm like working my ass off am I allowed to say ass on here I don't know <laughs> oh my gosh I'm gonna have to bleep that <laughs> I think the first month was okay and then like as it started passing like I was not okay and I really quickly realized like oh my gosh as much as me being able to be a supportive wife and helping him is awesome, this is a huge, huge burden on me. I didn't even know it was heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, probably after about six months uh, since he'd quit, I was struggling. Mm-hmm. Like I had been struggling. Let's be real. Like if your husband's not okay for the last couple of years, like it's already hard. But by the time he had quit and it had been like, I don't know, four to six months, everything made me mad. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't want to see friends. My parents said when they would call me, they would say, like, my voice, like, Mm -hmm. when I would pick up, like, even if I just say, like, Yobotel or, like, hello, like, like, they would ask, like, are you okay? Like, every time, because I didn't even have that bad of a day. Mm -hmm. But in general, I think there was just a cloud over me. Mm -hmm. So they told me, you know, now that it's we've been better, like, they're like, yeah, during those, I don't know, the last year or so, like, we'd call you and we can just tell, like, something's wrong with you like you the way you answer your call is like different than it used to be and I I don't even think I realized it probably till later that the burden of like okay I have to work and like because we still have a mortgage to pay um I also have to like help Hunter get better mentally and like you know we're away from family so like I don't know the the support system of like a family's not really there and we have amazing friends in Seattle but it's different you know what I mean like and of course they loved on us in all the ways they could but it's just different so yeah I kind of felt like I was in it all by myself yeah and like financially and emotionally like I had to provide yeah for our marriage and our our household for sevens Enneagram sevens there is this desire to know that they will be taken care of and then suddenly in this season you have to do all the taking care of, right? And so right. there's definitely is <laughs> loving. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> you know, and so so with that, you naturally do go to that seasons of unhealth. And I don't know how much you would want to share about that, but you did have like a toxic workload, right? Yeah. So I know like that wasn't helpful. Either. Yeah, and yeah. like where you are growing professionally, I know every day was kind of like, oh my gosh. Yeah, like, so I'll talk on that a little bit. So on top of just that being like in my family life, mm-hmm. just like out, outside of work life, work life was, yes, very intense. I was at a tech startup um, and there was a lot of toxicity there. Mm-hmm. Like every day, I mean, not every day, but a lot of days where if something was high intensity or high risk or like something could go wrong, like I was not okay because things could just escalate so quickly Mm -hmm. um, just because of startup culture Mm -hmm. and some personalities there. So I struggled a lot with that. So it was like everywhere I would turn, like there was some sort of burden or stress Mm -hmm. or something. So it was interesting, Inji, whenever I talked (laughs) to you where, um, (laughs) okay, honey, being funny. But whenever I talked to you and you were telling me about sevens and then you told me like, oh, you know, sevens like as like free spirited and whatever they are, like they have a desire to be taken care of. 
when you told me that it was so jarring and comforting like at the same time because I just never pictured myself as a someone who wanted to be taken care of like really truly as Mm -hmm. weird as that may sound like I never thought about that and then I like kind of sat with that for a bit and I think it's because like it really spoke to me like there was a hidden part of me that I never realized I had where it was like the burden of like not being taken care of at all and also having to take care of everything else Mm -hmm. like was like a lot yeah (laughs) for me so whenever you told me that I was very like it was very healing Mm -hmm. to say the least like I reflected on that quite a bit Mm -hmm. did you want to say something um for me as Steph's husband Mm. yeah she I don't I don't think Steph really realized that but then the words that she would choose to use with me was that Steph was just she just kept telling me she's so tired she's just exhausted and I think she didn't know what was triggering it but she knew how she felt and um around the time when we talked to you and G when we saw you we're talking about Enneagrams and you told me I'm a three you also met with Steph Mm. and I remember you telling Steph like you're like (laughs) Steph, I'm very worried about you. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, no, I did. You were like... And then when you guys left, I was like, I hope she knows, like, I am really actually worried about you. You looked, like, you looked so deep into my eyes and you were like, Steph, I'm really worried about you. Yeah. And guys, by the way, this is a mom of two <laughs> who's like already two very... Babies, yeah, like two babies, like emotionally, she's like, she's already like, there's, there's more than enough going on for her, but she still felt this... <laughs> A sadness and a concern for Steph because you know you know her as a friend yeah. and you also know her as her Enneagram and you're just like I think you could just see how unhealthy she was too at that time yeah which was kind of ironic because I was doing so much better <laughs> so it was very yin and yang almost for, for us yeah you know when you're in blind spot you turn to Hunter and you do talk more about your tiredness and you're tired of always being the positive one or the energetic one and I think that's because sevens can tend to repress those feelings of needing to like their emotional struggle because they're always that upbeat person and so I think even just coming to terms with recognizing what you were saying like I also need this it just helps with that self-growth so much more yeah Um, and so I think a way to just show that is now in this season um, I hear that you had quit like soon after I had talked to you guys and um, why, what, how did that happen? And how do you feel about all of that? Okay. Yes. So Unji, when I met with you, we had a lot of like revelation, revelation moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did with you. It's like someone certified in something like Enneagram telling me like, actually mentally, like I'm not doing well. Like mm-hmm. I knew that of course, cause I'm unhappy and I'm, I like don't want to see people. And I kind of like I hate everybody and like I'm miserable <laughs> like that's already kind but of obvious life, right? uh, answer no, but like yeah. someone to be like I don't think you're okay yeah. same thing what I did to Hunter right right right. yeah so that was like already helpful and I think when you kind of charted out for me okay it's, you know Steph you're a seven and sevens usually need this 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 I didn't even know I was mm. like and then you know when I sat with it I was like I do need all those things I have I wish I could remember all of like those key points that we went over but I remember like feeling very heard Mm -hmm. and understood and um like understanding like yeah I'm this was a really tough season for me it's maybe even especially as a seven and I'm like I'm not okay um so that was helpful because then I came I went back to Seattle and was pushing through with work and then um just had more incidents and more escalations yeah. where a lot of tears
tears shed. Um, and then, you know, by God's grace, like Hunter got a job right away. Yeah. Um, so at, at for like a month or two, we were both working and I was like, I can't quit. He just now got a job. <laughs> we like finally have dual income for like our expensive Seattle house and like our expensive life. Um, but there was like an, a bad incident at work where Hunter kind of sat me down too. And he was like doing the reverse, right? <laughs> of like... I think it's time. And I, I was also ready. You know, I had I had been thinking about quitting for so long. So but couldn't because yeah. I felt the burden of taking right. care of us. So, um, yeah. And one I of the did. things for you in stress goes to a type one where you do become more critical, maybe even self-critical, look at those yeah. imperfections, but definitely impose restrictions and limitations on yourself. Mm. And so I think even like as I was starting to hear what you were doing, like obviously as adults, you have to be more like boundaried and yeah. put limitations, but that's a, there's a difference from that type of maturing and just like your season. And I was that's when I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know. Like, I'm so mm. glad that he was able to then open the doors for you because of that, like, partnership and empowering one another to know that you can now not be so self-imposing or self-restricting yeah. and, like, take this time. Yeah. So with that, what did you decide? <laughs> I remember I had met with Hunter once during the original, like, your first month or two. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You He's mean, like, like, via Zoom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. he was like, yeah, I mean, like, it's just like when I was on my break, I just laid down. <laughs> she's on our break. She's doing this, 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 and this. I'm like, he was like, oh no. But you know, that's that's you, and that's what you need. And like, yeah. you were doing it in your creative way. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Would love to hear. Yeah. So I have been not working at like a corporate job for maybe three months now, and it's kind of weird because, to be honest, like I haven't been resting that much, ironically, right. because yeah, no time for me. I was like, hey, you want to just come over? I have to film. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> because something that i was i would like dream of in the dark season of like hunter and my marriage was um i would really ha enjoy making videos mm -hmm. or tiktoks of just like literally anything yeah um like food stuff comedy stuff or like trying to make pretty vlogs like anything and i just really enjoyed doing that so i was like you know what i'm just gonna do that like mm. when i quit and by that point i also like a couple of my videos had performed really well maybe like I don't know, a thousand, two thousand views where I would talk, I would like do something funny about like Korean culture or like Korean American stuff. So I was like, oh, I'll just do more like Korean American culture stuff. And mm. then, um, so when I quit, I was like, you know, didn't have a following or anything, but like still enjoyed making videos. Like my friends would follow me and comment and stuff. Um, but that was like my exciting joy to like okay, i'm gonna quit make no money i'm just gonna make videos for fun and like made myself a video like a content schedule and like posting every day like planning things out so yeah that's what i have been doing for what like three three months now and um i'd like to say that you said a thousand but i would scoff that that's like jump change today <laughs> with over millions of views on some of your amazing yeah. videos um what kind of <laughs> 11 million views on one of her youtube shorts oh, oh which one you the the sunday one oh i posted the that one oh, uh -huh. i posted that on youtube that one's that, at like 11 yeah. million views i will say for sevens it's so like it's like this um is dichotomy the word? <laughs> uh -huh. But yeah. you know, like they seem so free and spirited, but in their utmost health, they actually like more private things, but also being oh. um, able to um, make those schedules and keep those priorities. And I feel like when you're able to do it in this experience you love, right, which yeah. is the content creating, right. then you can make it successful like crazy. But yeah. that's because you have that organizational skill and like yeah. the depth that sometimes 
we can sleep on on sevens because we think they're just like, oh, the fun ones, yeah. you know? So I feel like this so, is like all of it. I know. And you know what I can't discredit is like corporate life. Right, and right, right. I was a like project manager right, for right. a lot of my career. And that's like what I lived and breathed was right, like schedules, right. timelines, like project, like management of like different factors pushing, mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. all those things. So it kind of built that muscle, I think for sure. I mean, and you knew me in college. Yeah. I probably couldn't have done it in college. Like yeah. I was much more free right, of right, like, right, I right, hated right. schedules. Like I hated stuff, but that kind of job and the stress of that kind of maybe forced that in me. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that was God's way of no, like making me so practice. True. And actually well, I know a lot of project, are project and product managers similar or no? Mm, uh, not as similar. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I went to had like PMs in project and product mm-hmm, um, for mm-hmm. the corporate presentation I was doing. A lot of sevens were in my session. And mm, then like... I'm not surprised actually. Yeah, like I, I just feel like that's a good... Maybe a good one, as long as it's not a toxic space, mm-hmm. because it helps balance with like I creating think so. and stuff too. Um, anyways, what is your vision with Tress? Can you tell us the name and yes. where you came up with it? And yes. Yeah. So I made videos with my grandmothers during COVID, like, you know, almost what, three years ago now, almost four. Um, and I loved making videos with them. Those videos actually did kind of well. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, I am in a very unique and blessed situation where uh, my maternal grandmother and my paternal grandmother are Mm, friends mm -hmm. and they're also both alive. Like Mm. who, not a lot of people are able to say either of those statements. And I, I recognize like I'm in such a unique and like blessed privileged like position. And um, I'm also close to both of them. Mm -hmm. So then they both live in like the same city Mm -hmm. and like where my parents are. So all of these things. So y'all are going to move back and just continue, (laughs) continue, continue. So all these things. And I was like, you know what? I love them so much. And, you know, they grew up in a war torn country, like extremely poor. Um, One of my grandmothers was like a North Korean refugee, like basically like homeless, you know, for a lot of her childhood, like, So, you know, I like listen to their stories all the time and love like learning about their life and kind of realize, you know what, like, how do I honor them and something that I'm passionate about and like wanting to live my life to the fullest, maybe given the opportunities that they were never given. Um, So that's why I came up with Tresini because my paternal grandmother's name is Tresissa and my maternal grandmother's name is Uni. So I just kind of stuck their names together in Tresuni and it's nice because like... What is Tresissa? Oh my gosh, funny story. Both my grandmothers are very devout Catholics. Okay, okay, okay. And my grandmother, when she immigrated here in the, I don't know, early 80s or late 70s. It's like Mother Teresa. um, Yes. (laughs) She wanted Teresa (laughs) as her name, but she she didn't spell. She went to the DMV and she spelled it Tresissa. So that became her legal official English name on like all of her paperwork or whatever. And so like, funny that that then now i'm using that name um so yes it's supposed to be Teresa, but now it's it's tress tressissa and now Mm tressuni but it's good it's i love that name because like a lot of people try to interpret it in other ways but i don't know it just motivates me and like reminds me like i should be so thankful like Mm -hmm. for born being born when we were with Mm -hmm. like technology to be able to make Mm -hmm. videos Mm -hmm. like to like i don't know choose my uh, husband like neither of them did arrange marriages but you know what i mean like they just (laughs) allude back to your hamburg video (laughs) (laughs) but yes it's like a way for me to honor them but also to remind myself like not a lot of girls get to be where we are and i am today so just to like take advantage of that yeah Yeah. actually like you know steph's content is very funny and like relatable and so i even when i see some comments that are 
truly strangers you know there's so much impact that she mm-hmm. has because it's not just funny but then it's like practical too and i think that's the power of sevens but you also from time to time and it's like one of the growth sites is tapping into your type five of focusing on the inner world and accepting both the good and bad happy and sad and so i feel like mm-hmm. something you've done is take all those negative things and shine it in a good light but accept those feelings and your most recent video about just like when this project really started yeah and then like how now it's like into this i think it just reflects almost the growth you did yeah rather than having to speak about it it's like that video shows for itself like where you've come and you know what's so scary and you like human greed is i'm like definitely experiencing right because you know early in january when i was at like 170 followers most of my friends were like I would just be like, I just want one video to like, yeah, viral. Yeah, like yeah. I just want to get to like a thousand and I'll yeah, be like, yeah. I'll ask, that's like literally all I want. I'm a, I'll tell you on Instagram, I'm over 60,000 followers uh-huh. and like, I'm so happy. But then there's a part of me that's like, okay, can't More. wait till 100. Mm-hmm. Like who's to say I'm going to get to, you know what I'm saying? Like stop taking things for granted. Like mm. I, I sense that in me so much or like my videos now do all of them perform pretty well. Mm-hmm. And especially for my following, which in, in the grand scheme of things is like, is more like a micro influencer. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm like, Oh, like this one didn't get like a million. Like, right. What? Right, right, like right, right. It, it's just so quick. It's in a matter of three months that yeah. I'm already like addicted to yeah. that. And like, it's not enough. Yeah. And I think it's helpful to recognize, especially for sevens, there is an analogy to like cotton candy. And mm. if you keep picking at the cotton candy, you want to eat it, but it's never full, fully filling yep. in your stomach type of thing. And right, it's natural for that greed to be there. Yeah. And so then being aware of it and then still pulling it back to your why. Yeah. Right. And like your videos still point to that. Wait. Which is like really powerful. That reminds me, Angie. Sorry. Back to that earlier question yeah. you were saying about when we talked, like what were some things? Yeah. 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 Um, that one, that kind of stuff. So you told me sevens. Actually, it resonated with me so much. I told a lot of my other seven <laughs> friends. Um, sevens are really bad at living in the present. Right. You told right. me like sevens either live in the past or in the future, like mm-hmm. wishing for this or that from back mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. or like, oh, I can't wait till yeah. X, Y, and Z in yeah. the future. Instead of like really trying to like be happy now. Yeah. Like, that was also like oh my god it like spoke to me so yeah. much yeah. and i think that helped kind of even today reminding me like i should be so happy right now mm. i like quitted the job i was like so miserable at like i'm doing something that's like really fun for me and i think i'm kind of good at like uh-huh. all these things so yeah that's definitely like a seven thing that yeah. i'm trying to like be not blind about yeah I think before when it was like your secret thing, but I just found mm-hmm. all of your secret accounts. <laughs> I'd be like, what, how, do, how would she want me to support this one? Because like I'm a two. <laughs> you would, you you would always ask me like, right, can I tag you? Yeah. Or, like, What's do you want me to not share it? <laughs> and then now I'm like, okay, well you got 60 plus K, <laughs> so I'm going to share whatever I yeah. want. <laughs> and I don't care. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's awesome. Okay. So I know where they got golfed. <laughs> <laughs> And then they have um, friends to meet after. <laughs> and Hunter is also working right now. We've got, we got a busy life, guys. So is there anything else you would like to share within your personal journeys? Even like, obviously, it's intertwined together. Do you have any, did you want to share any like hopes with Tresani or? I mean, so I will say like, I'm not making enough money to live off of it right now is mm-hmm. what I'll say. Mm-hmm. But the hope is that I could. Yeah. I don't know when or how, but maybe one day that's the hope that's like something i i don't want to like idolize it yeah but 
I wish for. Yeah. I mean, in college, YouTube was the thing. And yeah. you had once shared that. I mean, it still is, right? Kind of. It, but, yeah, kind of um, you want to be like a YouTube co- talk show host. I don't even remember you saying I, that. I, you, I remember that. And so when like I see these things and you're just able to adapt it to the current times. Like, right. It, for me, I think I would have, I would be stuck on YouTube because mm. I'm not good at like the quick adapting, which you are. Mm. And so it's really cool to see that you are getting to do those things in like current day. And yeah. so like as you like adjust and learn the trends, like you'll be able to hopefully do those dreams. Yeah. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My, my just anecdote is that Enneagram is really good. (laughs) And I think Steph and I have like, we've done like Myers-Briggs and MBTI and those were very just like fun. Sometimes you just do it for like with friends. Sometimes you do it with like work. But I feel like Enneagrams have really helped me understand myself better. And it's almost, I don't think anything in, I mean, one singular thing is therapy. I think there's like a lot of things yeah. that are like therapeutic and therapy. But I feel like the thing that has been most helpful for me and for my personal growth has been Enneagrams. And it's because I'm able to like, I don't know, it's it's a way for me to learn more about myself. And something that Unji said to me that, or Josephine, or I don't know what, <laughs> A core commentary. Joey. Yeah. Is something I'm trying to... Uh, Joey told me is that like your MBTI can change, your Myers-Briggs can change, but Enneagrams at its core, like that's who you are and doesn't change. And I think having that um, kind of concrete like theory behind it has helped me because... And, and, and it, I believe in it because like a lot of the things that I work through with Joey are like <laughs> really um, like have has been true and it's been helpful and I've, and I've seen a lot of progress. So I'm also just thankful for like, it really is like a miracle for yeah. timing and for everything to have happened the mm-hmm. way that it did. Even with COVID, like the silver lining is like, you know, there's a lot of silver linings. Um, and we just, I just, I feel really blessed. Seth feels hopefully really blessed. She's shaking her head. Yes. <laughs> Um, and yeah, we're just like super grateful for these seasons in life. I think now that we're in our thirties now, we're realizing that it's not always up and there's mm-hmm. a lot of downs mm-hmm. and to kind of be on the up again and realizing that, yeah, life is going to be a roller coaster. but as long as you're kind of progressing, surrounding yourself with, with like good people and just taking care of yourself. Yeah. There's a lot of great really people important. in Dallas <laughs> <laughs> just to help further your growth. <laughs> the whole theme of our visit, this trip was everyone telling us to move back. So we'll see. And I mean, I, I think Including you guys have been you. having a great time here. Yeah. Um, okay. Quick point of practical tip, if you have one. If not, we can finish it out with the game. One, what's an advice you have being married to a type three or a type seven? Mm-hmm. And then two, like in your specific things, like um, for you, what is maybe some advice you have as a micro influencer? Like mm-hmm. if someone wants to kind of tap into that field. Mm-hmm. And for Hunter, um, you had shared once in like some of those interesting practices you kind of put in like the cold shower or something, you know, like, do you want to share one of those? It's kind of like fun. Yeah. Yeah. I can go first. Yeah. So one advice for living with a, as a three living with a seven is you have to take care of yourself in order to take care of somebody else. Hmm. I think it's really hard to do both. I mean, at least just for me, it was tough for me to see Steph having a hard time while I was getting better, but I also knew that I needed to get better before I could take care of her. It's not like, I almost have to ask Steph to be patient. Mm. And so, I mean, that's just, that's my advice. It's, it's, um, that's very, that's very against our culture too. 
because it's very like even if you're not good take care of others and so yeah so like even as you were kind of sharing the fears like i feel like that's the takeaway that doesn't resonate with a lot of us because we don't know what that means so that's a really good uh point to share wow yeah thank you and then um yeah about the point of um the practices practices i realized as a three enjoy telling me that it's about like <laughs> you you know you it's really about how you, you view yourself and how you others view you and i realized i just i didn't have a lot of self-confidence and i didn't like who i had become in the last 10 15 years and so i almost made an image for myself of like i want to start doing things that i don't want to do because i feel like i had fallen into the cycle of i only do things that are like make me happy or appease me for like in the short term and so a couple of things, um, a couple of habits, um, I started to take cold showers. Well, not cold showers, cold rinses. Because um, I, I want to start off my day by just doing something that I don't want to do. Like I don't want to be in a cold shower. But that's helped me. I think there's also a lot of like stuff going on in social media about like the health benefits. But for me, it's just more of a mindset of like, I start off the day doing something that I really didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that ca- helps carry mm-hmm. um, kind of that mindset throughout the day so that I am able to, to continue to progress and, and better myself. Yeah. For me, uh, I'll start with the being married to a three part. One thing is I thought words of affirmation, I, I think for the longest time, I just thought it was like compliments. Mm. So, he and I would get in a lot of arguments and tiffs because he'd be like, you never like affirm me. I'm like, what? I tell him he's handsome every day. Mm. I tell him like, you know, like he's funny or like that shirt looks really good on him or you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, what the, like, I didn't understand. And don't get me wrong. I think that's still needed. Like yeah. to tell someone they're beautiful or handsome or like all this stuff. But I noticed Hunter gets super like happy and I can see he's like filled with like, oh, like he's beaming whenever I really affirm like something he did, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. if he went out of his way to help me with something or help someone else, or he's doing something like to work on himself, like to really tell him like, I admire that, or I appreciate that. Or it's not just about saying thank you, but like, oh my gosh, you doing that really helped me. Like, I didn't realize I was so bad at that. And to be honest, it's kind of awkward for me. Um, mm. Like, I'm, I think I'm okay with it with friends, but maybe even with family and your husband being your family it's just yeah in close yeah. quarters it gets more awkward yeah. like you know and even with my sister like if i imagine like sitting her down being like oh ash like you know you doing this like is like it's just a little awkward yeah. so, you know it can be so that's something like i worked on i've noticed he's really appreciated if i try to affirm him and like things he's done and like his accomplishments Mm -hmm. the other thing too is like i can be kind of like critical and controlling like a lot of wives let's Mm -hmm, be real mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and i'm trying like when i let go and kind of let him thrive in some scenarios where i'm like oh i wouldn't i wouldn't do it that way (laughs) or like i don't really agree with how he's like planning this trip or like how he's (laughs) planning this thing with friends or whatever but like (laughs) letting him thrive and like do his thing and actually seeing that is actually probably better than maybe the way i would have done it i don't know like let kind of Letting the strings go and letting him thrive was something I, I've, I've been learning too. Okay, so micro-influencer life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Let me tell you, it's not like I didn't try to be a mom-fluencer at one point and I said no thank you anymore. <laughs> oh gosh, I only have like really cliche 
things but it because it's because they're true yeah yeah but like you really can't care about what people think oh something that i think people are very impressed by me is i get mean comments all the time by oh. the way oh yeah like and a lot of them get like a lot of likes sometimes like it's it's like it happens and um i really try not to let it phase me or scare right, me right, um right. so that's something i like to not be afraid that, of that yeah. yeah 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 of course um i guess that makes sense my protector um, side is like what <laughs> yeah that that's like a thing to like stop being scared also like if your reason for not making content is just because like you don't really enjoy making videos or taking photos or like posting that's a very fair reason to not do it but if your reason is like oh i'm scared people what mm-hmm. people are gonna think what if i'm cringy what if like i i get mean comments mm-hmm. like I don't know, all those other thoughts, if, if those are the reasons that's holding you back, you, you definitely should try mm. for whatever co- type of content you want because yeah. that's like stupid reasons that I think you'll regret not yeah. trying. Yeah. Um, I usually don't interact with the influencers I follow. Like if I follow videos, uh-huh. I'm like, ha ha And like most I'll do is like, you know. Uh-huh. But I comment because you're like my friend too. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, every day if I'm on Instagram, you got a notification. Someone liked your comment. And I'm like, oh, this is what it feels like to like interact with influence. You know, because you know, there's like those comments and like, like my comment if this. And I'm like, uh-huh. oh, I like that my comment to your video was well received. Or something. Oh, yeah. I've noticed a couple of your comments yeah. get a lot of likes. Yeah. And like I still get like one of the likes from your um for the woman way back when with the rice yeah, the pot yeah. making one what did you do again? i just said something about, about the hair oh maybe oh maybe that was it or something yeah, yeah 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 like oh you're married because of the hair you uh-huh. know and then i just think about talking to you about it but then like constantly i still get likes for my <laughs> comment <laughs> anyways so it's very interesting i was like oh wow my friend is an influencer so that's what this means but i really enjoy it and i was telling stefan i think her family agrees was that we get to just see what's going on in her life since she's so far away yes. and so just her posting makes people like us happy to yeah. like kind of just oh she's doing good yeah. and like she's being creative in herself yeah so. Yeah, because I will say in my personal Instagram, I stopped posting when like yeah. I was starting, I was having a hard time because yeah. like I said, like everything pissed me yeah. off. So I, like, and like the relational anyone. side in me was like, I want her to post. Like I want to <laughs> what, know what's, what's going on in her life. life. Yeah, 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 like yeah. And, like I don't want to like we're not the best like phone all the time yes. people and like social media kind of makes that shortcut happen. Yeah, and you weren't posting, and yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. All right, we'll close it out with a quick game. This is gonna be hard because I feel like I don't know the answer for almost all of these, but it's a quick like who's this or that and then we'll end with the fruit okay all right so i'll say one two three after i ask and you'll say the name you think does okay. it who's funnier <laughs> one two three him Hunter, me, Hunter. Me, <laughs> me me i think for most people that's like a great thing but since stuff is so funny i bet it's hard <laughs> um okay who is the travel planner or like the travel leader <laughs> One, two, three. Hunter. <laughs> Who's the better cook? One, two, three. Me. Me. Oh. <laughs> Hunter, it, your skills have gone downhill a little bit. Let's be real. Mm, I'm, a three. My I'm a three. That's hurtful. <laughs> Unlike the Enneagram, this can change. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say like a few years ago, I for sure pick Hunter. But I mean, your whole content is on these yes, amazing cooking sure, things. Yeah. Like I'm like, I didn't have this stuff in college. No, uh, cooking. it started only like a couple years ago. Uh, I didn't have it at the beginning of our marriage either. Okay. <laughs> okay. Who keeps the home clean? One, two, three. Me. Seth. Okay. Um, who will 
throw it down at a karaoke <laughs> bar. <laughs> I don't know. One, Steph, two, three. Steph, <laughs> Steph, 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 Steph. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> Who apologizes first in this new season? <laughs> okay. One, two, three. Me. Hunter. Oh. Used to be me, but now it's Hunter. Mm. Oh, see, oh, I love that. Okay. Um, do you wish she was doing it? Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a second. What is it? <laughs> um, who is the more romantic one? One, two, three. Hunter. Oh, <laughs> who's the yaja and who's the namja in the relationship? <laughs> um, and then last, just who? If you could describe your relationship in a fruit, what would it be and why? I would say we're like a pineapple. Oh, <laughs> because on the outside it's very hard and sometimes prickly but once you open it up it's usually sweet sometimes you know it's a little un unripened but usually <laughs> it's very sweet it's very soft and like it's a very addicting and like it's just good but on the outside it just it's hard to get on the inside and i think mm. that's kind of how I, i would describe our marriage at first like mm. Hopefully, like at the beginning, it was like very hard and rough, and like you can't see what's inside, like you don't know what's inside. And then now, I think we're starting to see what kind of fruit is inside. It's very sweet, and like, Aww. yeah, that's that's why I would think it's a pineapple. <laughs> okay, my answer is it a pineapple? <laughs> is a is a watermelon? Okay, because I like kind of opposite reasons. So for a lot of the seasons where it was really tough for us until. I voiced it to a lot of our friends because like I told you, we weren't really yeah, telling people yeah. it was hard for, because, you know, Hannah wanted to keep it private for a bit. A lot of our friends like really didn't know. Like they kind of yeah. knew like, oh, like, you know, and even our friend's family was just like, oh, Hannah's sleeping a lot. Like, <laughs> but no one really knew it was that hard. And I feel like watermelons, sometimes you can't tell when it's not ripe. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like picking out good watermelons is a skill. <laughs> so That's I feel right. like a lot of people like couldn't tell with us mm. um but i think we've ripened a lot and we've gotten really sweet and fresh and mm. juicy over the season oh juicy it. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys eat the black seeds or no <laughs> oh yeah and then there's some seeds in there that uh -huh. we gotta you know clean out or spit out but yeah that's like what i thought of watermelon. yeah I like that. I like both of those. Well, thank you guys so much for making time for this podcast episode. I had so much fun catching this is, up. This is so fun. Yeah. Y'all? It was very fun. <laughs> was it? I know. I'm like, that was very Yeah, like, Steph came over one time before to say, like, on spontaneity. I was so happy. And I wanted to, like, ask her all these questions. I was like, no, save it for the podcast. So, like, mm -hmm. I feel like we got to catch up. So, it really fills my relational side, too. Yeah. But I hope to have you guys back on someday. Yeah. Um, and I want to do a part two. Yeah. Day. Oh, we I feel like we have many layers we can touch with you guys. <laughs> a lot of wealth of experiences. Um, so, yeah, we'll definitely have you guys back on. Follow at T-R-E-S-S-U-N-I. Follow Tresuni. On all the platforms. <laughs> There are so many of them. You can't miss it. <laughs> all right. Thank you for listening to another episode of Color, Color Commentary. Commentary. <laughs>